It's true. Yesterday, kids trick-or-treated at the White House. Yeah, Trump only gave the kids candy if they promised to investigate Joe Biden. Which, is... <laughs> which I think is a hilarious joke. It really is a funny joke. Uh, we got a text here from somebody in California. I don't know where in California. It could be, well, really anywhere in the state. Ten days without power of the last 22 days. Nearly batting 500. Wow. Ten days out of 22 with no electricity. Wow. They speak beautiful English for a North Korean. Yeah. Oh, you said they're in California. Mm. That's fantastic. A lot of good stuff to squeeze in this hour. If you haven't heard the tape of Barack Obama shooting down the woke crowd, it's really absolutely terrific. Game seven of the World Series, upcoming. So exciting. So tense. Do you have a rooting interest at all? I've been going back and forth. Mm. I, I can't decide, so I'm just enjoying the baseball, honestly. Um it's funny, I start rooting for one team, then the other team does well, and I'm like, yeah, I just, I just love baseball, I guess. Um, you've got the Islamic State uh, mole. I'm rooting for Houston, and anybody who roots for Washington is a bad person. That's a good point. Um, the, the mole that led us to Baghdadi, the guy who, 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 who grabbed a pair of his underpants just so we're sure it's him. Al Baghdadi, Baghdadi. That's a heck of a... Well, thank you, sir. Well, they thank got, you for your service. They got Baghdadi's underwear so they could prove the DNA. It said they had the underwear and a blood sample. I don't know if those two things went together. I hope not, or he should have seen a doctor. I wonder if the mole was Elizabeth Holmes. Got the, oh, jeez. Uh, with um, just that single drop of blood, <laughs> I can tell everything we need to know about al-Baghdadi. Very handy. I, I don't believe that to be true. I'm Nothing run- counts so much as blood. I'm running late. Before I go, do you want to pet my wolf? <laughs> no, it's not a, it's a damn dog. That's da- not a wolf. Easy, You're fella. a psychotic. I don't know if we'll get the full story because, you know, they, they, they want to protect sources and stuff like that, but... The mole that gave us Baghdadi, did he contact us or did we get to him? Well, uh, that's an interesting question. It's said that a, a family member of his had been executed by ISIS or Baghdadi himself. I'm, I don't remember. but um, And this guy over helped oversee construction of Baghdadi's hidey hole house. So not only did he know where it was, he knew, uh, you know, where the locks were, and he had a copy of all the keys. How thick the cement was. Sure. Yeah, where the most vulnerable spot was. He happened to be a guy who hated Baghdadi. So thank you kindly, sir. I hope that doesn't end up being one of those guys who can't get a visa to come to the United States like some of the Afghan translators. The reporting is, and you never know, but the reporting is they got him and his family out. Good. Immediately. And then he's going to get... All or part of? That's a rough sentence. The $25 million bounty on Baghdadi's head. Ah. I would hope it's a lot. Oh, well, I think he earned it. I mean, if that guy doesn't get it, who would? You had to walk in there, shoot him, and carry his body out and deliver it to the local uh, military base? Uh, Dead or alive? Clint Eastwood style? I don't know. Uh, In the so-called impeachment hearings, and I don't say so-called because I'm necessarily defending Trump on this, but... They're calling it an impeachment inquiry. They could easily call it uh, Jimmy the inquiry or uh, uh, an inquiry into the nature of God or whatever. An impeachment inquiry is not an official thing. It's just what they're calling it to get more attention on cable news and the news media. And it's working. Uh, A guy came in and he said some stuff. Other people are saying that stuff is not important. Some people say that stuff is clear evidence that Trump needs to be impeached. Some people object to him being there at all. So we will uh, update you as these things develop. But trust me, you will not lose a step. 
unless you're crazy into this stuff, um, by not drilling down into this guy's testimony. Um, with this new vote tomorrow, will these hearings start to be out in the open? Yes, to a large extent, yes. Or at the very least, uh, we'll get the transcripts. Um, but it's still not an impeachment because there are no articles of impeachment, and indeed it's not even a hearing to decide on the articles of impeachment. It's just what it is is asking a bunch of people what they think of Trump and what he's done and whether it's been bad. And go ahead, hold your hearings. That's fine. Uh, let's see, scrolling along, I wanted to take a look. Oh, the border continues to be the border, and the Trump administration is working to close immigration loopholes. Uh, Immigrations and Custom Enforcement uh, took in 970,000 people along the southern border in the past year, more than double the previous year's total, Um, according to the CBP's acting commissioner. um, I remember at one point being told by somebody who seemed to know what they're talking about what the batting average is for catching people trying to get across the border. Because it's always apprehension figures. Mm -hmm. And that's like trying to uh, describe how much shoplifting there is by the number of people caught. I mean, it's a highly imperfect way to figure that out. Or maybe uh, when we're always mocking Marshall or anybody who gambles when they're they're telling you how how many times they've won. How many times did you play? (laughs) Right, right. Um, you won by catching the bad guys. How many people, do we have any idea how many people tried to get across and didn't get caught? Do we have the slightest idea? Like I said, I've heard that, but I don't recall what the number is. We're trying to arrange a long-form podcast with a, a gent who probably would know that number, and, and, and we'll delve into that, because the border thing in immigration is still a crisis. It's still a situation, but there's no air for it, as they say in the media business, which is... Quite amazing, because there was no air for anything but that. What was it, four months ago? And the whole children in cages thing, you know, wasn't that the only thing that mattered for a while? That's gone out like bell-bottoms, which may be back in. I don't know. I don't care. I tweeted about this opinion piece in the Washington Post, Why America Needs a Hate Speech Law, by one Richard Stengel. It is one of the most loathsome and dangerous pieces of garbage I've ever read in my life. We have it posted for you at armstrongandgetty.com. I would love to write a reply and and ask the WAPO to run it. I know I don't have time today. (laughs) I probably won't have time tomorrow. Don't have time to stand up for free speech today. Maybe maybe tomorrow. (laughs) I don't. We'll get to that tomorrow. Um. But it relates rather directly to the Barack Obama tape we made reference to a couple of minutes ago, and we'll uh, touch on that stuff uh, in the hour to come. Yep, and I'm going to uh, bring you the story, if you haven't heard it yet, of how they're using computer technology in schools for bathroom passes, if you haven't heard this. And we got a bunch of people in schools weighing in on either that's crazy or this is why we have to do it. And it's pretty interesting. Yeah, come to your kid's school. They have to log into their Chromebook to... Uh, try to get authorization to go to the bathroom. And they have actual air traffic controllers, but for kids going to the bathroom. Yeah, it's 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 something. Well, it's the modern world, and maybe there's a reason for it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I 
Okay, so that Walgreens is opening up 100 Jenny Craig outlets inside their stores. It's pretty cruel making people walk through an aisle full of Halloween candy before going into a Jenny Craig. That reminds me, and I've probably given away the punchline, but uh, we're um, uh, downtown San Francisco late at night. What night was that? Monday night. And uh, walking around, and uh, I'm hungry. I haven't had sushi in years. Mm. I love sushi, but my wife hates it. Mm. And with my kids, we don't ever eat out. And I haven't had sushi in years. Maybe once in the last dozen years. And I really wanted, to, and I was hungry. You know where I got my sushi? I do not. Walgreens. Oh, boy. They were selling sushi at Walgreens. Same place I got my toothpaste. I don't know if you can call that sushi. Oh, boy. Same place I got my toothpaste and my deodorant. I got some sushi. Oh, boy. Hmm. How was it? That's all right. About like you'd expect? About like you'd expect. Yeah, okay. It's like 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 any sushi you'd expect to get at a pharmacy. <laughs> wow. So I brought you this story earlier. I had no idea and this it, was It's probably going. worth mentioning you have bought a shirt at a grocery store. I have, yes. So they had you one just for don't sale. get stores. I don't know why you they don't had understand a, stores. I don't, I don't even remember. Well, I never did know why they had a shirt at the grocery store. They have that. There's a little place back in the corner of all grocery stores. They got like dented and like misfit things and right, stuff like yeah. that. And there was a shirt hanging there. And it was my size. <laughs> yeah. It was a decent looking shirt. And it was like a dollar. I remember. It's a good looking shirt. So yeah. I bought it. Right. And yeah, that was my grocery just store. Just out of shirt. curiosity, do you, uh, do you walk into pet food stores and demand the sports equipment or? Just out of curiosity. I'm looking to buy a car. Yeah. Um, we got a tennis ball, but it squeaks. Do you want that? <laughs> there at the donut shop. Why no car tires? Where are the car tires? <laughs> um, Washington Post with this story about technology in schools I didn't know. So they, they, they showed one particular school where uh, if you want to go to the bathroom in that school, you're, you know, you're a sophomore in high school and you need to go to the bathroom in your history class. Either you're actually in pee or you're bored and you want to go cruise the halls. You apply on your Chromebook. You go into a little thing, an app, and you apply, and then it gets approved somehow. And it also cross-references other people who have applied to go to the bathroom to see if any of the people you might get in a fight with or smoke with or have sex with or whatever to see if they're out cruising the halls to go to the bathroom sometime. Really? And then it puts you in a, a list to decide whether or not you can go to the bathroom. It's, it's all like computerized. they're enforcing the RICO statutes or something. Wait a minute. Jack Armstrong is a known associate of Joe Getty, and they're both applying to go to the bathroom at the same time. What we have here is a clear, coordinated case of bathroom abuse. <laughs> so I thought that's really weird. Is that something we need in modern society? I've got a couple of texts about that from uh, people in the know in a moment. But here's more from that article that I thought was interesting. Here's a mom who was recently notified that her 11th grader was using a program called Thrively at school, which asks students to take a personality assessment and then uses the answers to determine their strengths, recommending careers or skills they should learn. Hmm. Hmm. Her son had used it, so she asked the school, I'd like to opt him out, and I'd like to see a copy of the data that the company is collecting about him and for the company to delete any information about him. Because she was completely unaware her kid was doing that. That's part right. of this article. Is your kid, your kids might be do, using a number of different computer programs and apps, yeah. feeding them all kinds of information that you don't even have any idea. Keeping in mind that the vast majority of apps exist purely to collect your data and sell it. Right. And they keep. They it don't need candy crushed. There's no compelling desire for uncrushed candy to be crushed. It's 
either advertising or selling data. So she asks the school, I'd like my kid to opt out of this, and I'd like to know what data you've got on him, and I'd like it to be deleted. First, the principal suggested she speak with the Thrively's CEO so that they could directly address their concerns. As a parent, why am I having to go through this? Why is the principal of our school on a first-name basis with the CEO of a company who is collecting data about our kids, and if I want to end it, I have to talk to the company? Why am I involved in this at all? That's a perfectly legitimate question. It well absolutely put. is. Yeah, well put, ma'am. Uh, I need to pay more attention. I know my, my, my kid's got, I don't know, like five different things that he logs on to. He's working on his homework assignment over the weekend, and instead of um, having a notebook or a piece of paper and writing the paragraphs, he goes into Google Docs and registers with his thing and gets in there and, and does his paper on there. But I don't know whatever else he's doing or what other information is involved. Yeah, I don't have any idea. A couple of super popular turn-in-your-homework uh, programs, apps, networks, whatever that schools use these days. Uh-huh. But anyway, back to the bathroom thing, which seemed a little odd to me. Uh, hi, Jack. As a teacher, I think all of this is a result of multiculturalism. The bottom line is that the chances that your child's teacher and the school community belong to the same culture is practically nil. We are at each other's throats. No one trusts the school or the teacher to do the right thing by his or her child. This and the potential for great law is great for lawsuits. You mix that with the uh, the schools in their no decision zones, and everything has to be based on these inflexible rules. Teachers and principals hate this. It makes the teachers and administrators look like idiots, but they're responding to the times. So you're trying to take the teacher out of the equation of, yes, you can go to the bathroom or not. Little Johnny's always right. I'm always a victim. I'm always angry. Right. Yeah, I get that. Look, your kid says he's got to go to the bathroom five times every day, and he's just cruising the halls. How dare you? Right. He's got a medical condition. Exactly. Whether he does or not. How are you to tell me how to something or other? I work at a local high school, and one of our issues is the kids are vandalizing and vaping too often when I, when they leave the classroom for bathroom. The the old V and V. But isn't that shouldn't that be settled the way it used to be settled? I don't know. You figure out who did it, and you punish them in some way. What what's what's Unless what's with the applying so on apps? Well, yeah, is I, that to have a paper trail for litigation? Yes, or, wow. or discipline, or or what have you. You got to chip each of these kids, put it right in their neck. It's the only way to cut down on the V&V. Boys, 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 just a few things about the bathroom. The same kids that are out of class every period, they often have horrible grades. And when they're out in the hallways, they're disruptive to the other classes, not to mention what goes on in the bathroom, hanging out, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, vaping weed. The boys will take entire rolls of toilet paper and try to flush them down the toilet. The girls will try and take the mandatory free feminine hygiene products, color them creatively, and stick them on the walls, or occasionally take them and throw them in the classroom. Oh, yeah, I forgot there's also the sex. I teach at a middle school, and I can only imagine what's happening in the high schools. Oh, my gosh. Also, I forgot to mention the fires they set and the fighting. So, yeah, widespread delinquency, to cite the old term. We've lost control of the schools. There is no longer buy-in from the parents that you will obey the authorities at school. And so they've lost control. Uh, again, we were crumbling as a society. We've peaked, and now we're declining. Perhaps uh, we'll find another peak at some point down the road, but there's just no arguing that we've we've crested the mountain and are heading downhill. And i got to bring you this story. I mean, for God's sake, we were talking earlier, life expectancy is dropping in multiple different ways. you got young people having shocking increased rates of heart failure. Yikes. I do want to get to the story this hour of the Southwest <laughs> Airlines pilot. Who would set up a camera in the bathroom 
had an iPad that he was looking at while he was flying the plane to watch you all go to the bathroom. You freaking weirdo. Wow. But uh, some of the quotes from the story are kind of entertaining. Wow, that's just so crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a perv, I mean, uh, I I can understand being a perv, but that kind of perv in that setting in that way, what is the matter with you? I'll never understand why anybody wants to see somebody else's bathroom habits. Yeah. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, California's battle against wildfires continues as a million people still deal with having no power. We got a Kim chi- Jong-un is laughing at you, California. We got a chilling interview with a former ISIS fire about the death of Baghdadi and more about the Baghdadi mole coming up and a new warning for all of those living in coastal cities. Fantastic. We got this text. Wouldn't have been funny if the Giants were in the World Series and they couldn't have played the games because there was no power. <laughs> I don't know. We also got this text. Uh, witches get stitches, which I found. If you were listening earlier, I... <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> but you made me laugh really hard. Uh, that's kind of funny. Oh, and if you haven't heard Barack Obama on uh, woke culture, it's worth hearing. We'll play that for you again this half hour. We played it a little, a little yeah. earlier and enjoyed it. Right, right. Uh, and, and some examples of why what he says is so true and so important. Witches get stitches. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty Show. Da, 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 da. Boy, this is jazzy music. I'm looking forward to game seven tonight. I hope it's a close game. That's That's what I'm looking forward to. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, firefighters are finally getting a better handle on the Kincaid fire that's burning in Northern California wine country. Cal Fire is saying containment doubled overnight to about 30%, and it looks like the winds are calming down a bit there. In Southern California, though, word is the new wind-driven wildfire near the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library has grown to more than 400 acres since it started just before dawn. Meanwhile, power is still out for at least a million people in California. The state's largest utility now coming under fire by Governor Gavin Newsom, who is promising to crack down on the for-profit utility companies in his state. We have new oversight, a new director, uh, chair of our Public Utilities Commission, and I can assure you the days of being cozy to these three utilities is over. Days that you led <laughs> and your uh, buddy Jerry Brown led and have been uh, read by the Democrats now for a couple of decades, those days? I don't know if Gavin yeah. was actually thinking of running for president. I can't believe that he wasn't, especially you know, right. if Biden continues to falter and the field's wide open. But he can't now. No, he's ruined. The, the Elizabeth Warren people, the Bernie people, let alone Republicans, but the, the other Democrats would dig into his past... And oh, things yeah. he's said and people he's known with PG&E and, and hang this millions of people in the dark around his neck. Oh, yeah. His presidential aspirations died with these uh, electrical outages. I think. really the only upside. <laughs> the death of ISIS leader al-Baghdadi was undoubtedly a victory against organized terrorism, but it is unlikely to slow it down. And in fact, it may provide fuel to the already crackling fire. ABC's senior foreign correspondent... Uh, Ian Pennell interviewed Mohammed Hasek. He's an Islamic State fighter. He's in prison in northern Iraq. During the interview, Hasek offering a rather chilling insight into the mind of an ISIS operative. 
When he was asked his reaction to Baghdadi's death, well, he said, I don't really care because these people, they don't also don't care. How much Baghdadi should kill, another one will pop off. How much you kill, another one comes. This is the game they play. And the Americans play this game, and the Islamic State plays this game. That's but, fine. We'll just kill you all then. That's fine. No problem. Then no problem. Pre- We're on it. So it's known as a war of attrition. Yeah. Then Pinnell goes on to ask Kasich, What's your favorite kind of what? sandwich? Well, he's not. Ham? That's surprising. Least favorite How Halloween candy. How much kill? Yeah. Go? He, uh, he's what not there. Uh, sounds similar to his last yeah, question and no, answer. No, this is there. going about, about as that. well as Al Baghdadi's <laughs> day did. <laughs> Al Baghdadi. Yeah. Baghdadi. I, uh, I remember after Bin Laden got killed, wondering... And hearing various people speculate as to how much damage that did to the organization. Right. Depends on the organization. Um, you can have a CEO leave a company and it doesn't make any difference. You can have a, a Steve Jobs leave Apple and you're a different company then. Mm-hmm. So it depends. Meanwhile, the ISIS bowler was present in the house where Baghdadi was holed up and killed is apparently going to be getting a reward. New details emerging about the top-secret operation. Sources telling the Washington Post they had an informant inside his inner circle providing crucial details, including the location and layout of the safe house. An official telling the uh, Post the mole had turned against the Islamic State after one of his relatives had been killed by the group. And now Kurdish sources are telling ABC the mole was present during the raid and critical to the successful U.S. mission. I heard that and the fact that they snatched him up and brought him to safety and the rest of it. And I thought, wow, that had to be a daring operation. Did he have a signal or a hand gesture or what? Other? And then I saw the rubble of the of al-Baghdadi's place, yeah. which was, I mean, that was like not recognizable as it was a dwelling. Right. Just a pile of rocks and debris. So, how'd they get that guy out? Uh, wait for us at the uh, southeast corner of the kitchen. Wait, have a good directions. Click. Oh, no. Right. I mean, how? Why? Well, unbelievable. I'm sure that's disclosing uh, methods right. and tactics. Unbelievable stones on this guy. I, oh, I, yeah, I, I yeah. always go back to the, the quote from The Usual Suspects. How do you shoot the devil in the back? What if you miss? Right. There's a lot of scenarios where this does not play oh, out yeah. well at oh, all yeah. for oh, this yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. We do have a new report that says by the middle of the century, an estimated 150 million people who now live on land will below, be below the high tide line. Research. So they'll drown. But what about all the other people who will have beachfront property now? Yes. Glasses half full. Come on, Mr. Downside. Research by the Climate Center published in the journal Nature Communication shows that by 2050, Rising sea levels could affect three times more people than previously thought. People in many of the major coastal cities, again, will be underwater. And that's within the next 30 years, they're saying. What if I just put, like, those pool noodle things around the base of my house? You're fine. That should work, right? Absolutely. All right. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. C. Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Dayton, Ohio will be Atlantic City. Good for Atlantic Dayton. City ain't so good at being Atlantic City. Give Dayton a chance. <laughs> did, he, did you hit us with a year on this? When is this supposed to happen? 2021. 
2050, my ass. That's not going to happen. 2050 is what they're saying. No way. They say say a lot of things, don't they? Yeah, call me when you guys are running low on pool noodle floaties. (laughs) Will I be around in 2050? There's a chance. To carry the one, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I if 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 it doesn't happen, I will figure out where you are, Marshall, and hunt me down. <laughs> and I'll I say you're wrong. <laughs> Click. Uh, assuming there's still phones. Yeah. I would suggest if the water is uh, over your head, you head inland. You know, people uh, of the right. future. For best best to preserve this show, Hanson, for the people of the future. <laughs> if you find yourself inhaling water, head inland. Oh, yeah. Oh. The Armstrong and Getty Time Pod. We'll put it together for the future. 2050. No way. That'd be something, though. Or, yeah, or way. I don't know. Whatever. Figure it out. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to What am I supposed to do? I don't know. What am I gonna I'm do? supposed to be really worried about, uh, worried about it or that uh, little Swedish girl will yell at me again. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff, you should get over that quickly. The world world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. One danger I see among young people, particularly on college campuses, Malia and I talk about this, but I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because man you see how woke I was I called you out <laughs> let me get on TV watch my show watch Gronish um, you know that's not that's not activism that, that's not bringing about change you know, if, 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 if all you're doing is casting stones, uh, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get that far. Well said. Obama! That's, that's right. That was Barack uh, H. Obama. <laughs> I think that was beautifully said. Um, we spent some time earlier this morning talking about this opinion piece in the Washington Post by Richard Stengel, former editor of Time author of a book called Information Wars, current MSNBC commentator, which tells you a lot of what you need to know. But he wrote an editorial in favor of hate speech laws and reigning in the First Amendment. And, you know, I'm not going to redo the rant, um, but it's absolutely repugnant. It's dangerous. It's disgusting. It's horrifying. Uh, His arguments are the sort of weasel word-filled... strategies that always lead to we will decide which speech is allowed and which is not 
And that which is hate speech, obviously, will not be. Jack hit us with the absolutely beautiful example of where critical race theory comes into that equation. Well, yeah, the theory is that if you are not in favor of Elizabeth Warren's health care plan, you are a racist by definition because our health care system uh, disproportionately makes life miserable for black people. I don't think that's even true. But even if you believe that, um, so you have to support that policy or it's racism. Or racism is clearly hate speech. There's Nobody argues with that. Right. right that crowd, anyway. Um and, and Richard, so there you go. You can't you can't criticize that policy because that's hate speech. Now Richard Stengel might say, "No, no, 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 no. That goes too far." I'm just talking about obvious. Uh, I hate blankers. You know, whatever. But here's the problem. Here's a Stanford mob blocking students from hanging Ben Shapiro speech posters, physically blocking them or tearing them down, defacing them. And uh, the the hall or the RA resident advisor posting a woke message in its place instead. Or you have a Canadian feminist, um, uh, a library, they uh, activists gathered outside and tried to prevent her speaking because they believed her opinion was hate speech. Um, and they felt very, very strongly about it. You people who are asking for the right to police speech are the last people on earth I would allow to police speech. You're the worst at it. <laughs> the very people who would be the most wise and benevolent in policing speech have zero interest in policing speech and would never accept that responsibility. Like, uniformly. You're going to love this. So, at Stanford, which is allegedly one of the great universities on Earth, although you want to run into a couple of guys, well, good luck running into a couple of guys who believe in education and learning, but despise the idea of an elite university more than us. Good luck finding them. Anyway, dear the dorm community, we, the dorm staff, care about you, your feelings, your physical and emotional health. You matter and are welcome here in the space. We welcome and center the voices that some may wish to specifically marginalize and target. In that way, we support black people, people of color, non-binary folks, LGBTQIA folks, Muslims, and Jews. People from diverse backgrounds learning and flourishing together is what makes this place special. Thank you for being you. You are a star, and don't let anyone tell you you're not. Please reach out to any of us if you need to talk or need us to support you in any way. That's from a resident advisor who tore down the uh, Ben Shapiro speech poster and put that up in place. The speech, by the way, part of the university's speech series where people with varying ideas come in and, and share their ideas and the rest of it. Those are the very people who claim they have the wisdom to decide which speech is allowed and which is not. Richard Stengel, you are a voice of oppression and evil so you got a southwest pilot he needed to go to the bathroom a flight attendant for southwest airlines airlines says in a shocking new lawsuit that she caught two pilots streaming hidden camera footage into the cockpit from the airplane's bathroom and your folks on the left of the plate uh, you get a nice view of a man's bear honey as he urinates Uh, uh, She alleges in her lawsuit that she discovered the sick surveillance during a 2017 flight from Pittsburgh to Phoenix, the purviest of all flights. 
At some point during the flight, the pilot, Captain Terry Graham, good to have your name in print. As long as they spell your name right, it's all good publicity, That's right? right. That's what they say. Uh, <laughs> ask her to come to the cockpit so he could go to the bathroom. Uh, nothing unusual about that. That's a policy in planes now. There's got to be at least two crew members in the cockpit at all times so somebody doesn't go nutso and crash a plane or something, I guess. So you're going to bring in a flight attendant who doesn't know how to fly the plane? What's she going to do? Help! Um, what Bash was in, you over the head. What was unusual is what she says she saw when she got to the cockpit. She noticed an iPad on the windshield. He had it right in front of him, so he's looking out the windshield with an iPad right there you can stare at. Sure, it's like those little cup holder things that hold yeah, your phone up yeah, for you. exactly. Right. Showing yeah. a live stream video playing on it of, of him in the bathroom. Whoops. So she's watching him in the bathroom while she's in there. It's like, wait Whoops. a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> I see what's going on here. The captain's co-pilot, Ryan Russell, as long as they spell your name right, Ryan. <laughs> this is all good publicity for you, Ryan Russell. <laughs> The captain's co-pilot panicked when he realized that she noticed the device. So they apparently were both into the whole, you know, it'd be really hot and sexy, and I'll bet we could get away with it, is looking at people peeing and pooping. You freaking weirdos. How did you two end up together on a plane? There ain't one in a million person that wants to see that, and you two work together? Please try to take care of the number twos in the uh, terminal before we get on the plane, everybody. Yeah, folks, we're uh, running into just a bit of turbulence, so if you could take your seats and fasten your seatbelts, I'd appreciate it. And if the heavyset lady in the bathroom, I see you've just pulled down your underpants, if you could, oh, if you could uh, wrap that up as quickly as possible for your safety, uh, we'd appreciate it. So uh, Ryan Russell, to get his name right again, uh, claimed it was part of a new security measure featured on all Southwest flights. Oh, no, no, every flight's like this now. We all We need to see who's in the bathroom. Uh, f- make sure nobody's decommissioning this smoke detection device. <laughs> uh, Southwest issued a, s- a statement as such. Southwest does not place cameras in the laboratories of our aircraft at this time. We have no other comment on the pending litigation. Uh, folks, a guy in the uh, forward bathroom was having a little trouble getting a stream going. So if you could, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because of the jostling of the plane. So if you could please refrain from knocking on the door, that will not help. That'll. It'll just further delays urination. Thank you, folks. The most amazing thing is he ended up with two people. Because all but like one out of a million people, if you told him, hey, you know what I did? You'd say, what is freaking wrong with you? Right. Not, oh, cool. <laughs> Can I see? <laughs> Good Lord. Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, pressing the buttons. It's the fabulous Michelangelo. Michael? Okay, I'm hoping that Marshall Phillips, a legend, father figure, and the best co-worker I've ever had, will think of me tonight if the Nationals win Game 7 in the World Series. I don't know how much you bet, Marshall, but I do have a wedding to pay for. <laughs> uh, speaking of the devil, there he is, our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marsh. I just want to make it publicly known that I have turned my back on the Washington Nationals, no longer publicly backing the team. A shallow move, I admit, as I try to protect my financial investment in the great American classic. <laughs> Marshall believes he has magical powers to control the outcome of the game. Uh, positive Sean, our producer, final thought? Yes, I'm feeling better than I have and more than a week, but I'm finding that sickness is often like moving, where the last 3% takes way longer oh, than yeah. you were initially anticipating. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, true that. Uh, Jack, final thought for us? Yeah, I was pretty disturbed by the number of texts we got today from uh, from ad- ad- administrators or school teachers talking about how uncontrolled, out of control their school classrooms are and how they need this new technology to try to keep track of kids and everything like that. 
I find that troubling. Is that the way it is all across the country for the most part? Yeah, yeah, that is troubling. Uh, final thought, uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have posted, uh, there's a link to the the opinion piece in the WAPO that we were discussing and uh, our response to it, if you didn't hear that earlier. Um, love to hear your comments, your uh, thoughts, your examples at uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or you can just respond to the tweet and comment on the tweet or, or whatever you like. That's uh, armstrongandgetty.com. It's a serious thing, man. There are people who are really, really intent on, and they think they're in the right, on curtailing your free speech to craft the utopia of their imagining. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for all that stuff. Uh, see a, a, a Laugh Out Loud new version of the California State Flag, plus our various podcasts are there, hot links, stories we talked about. All at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? When I get done playing intramural football, boy, I'm thirsty, and I like to get drunk. And I do it at Cam's Bar. Come on down to Cam's. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.